Hello guys, welcome back to the G Show. This is the 25th episode of the G Show. If you're a new listener, thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is all about sports and the latest news. I love doing this podcast. Always a great time being on here. And if you're a new listener, I hope you applaud the podcast or follow on any social media forum that you're listening to it right now. And now you tell your friends and family about that and extend the G Show family as always. Now, today we're going to be talking about some NFL news, some baseball trades, and some basketball games that happened today. So, yeah, guys, let's get into the podcast. All right, guys, so first of all, we're going to be talking NFL. And news today, Martavis Bryant was hit with an indefinite suspension by NFL on Friday. Bryant is on IR ready for knee earlier this month. He violated active substances in April of 2017. This guy has a, had a long history of having alcohol and drug problems with the NFL, so I'm not shocked at all. But the fact that the NFL took this long to take action on Martavis Bryant, I mean, this happened in April 2017. April 2018 has already happened, so this is definitely taking a long time for the NFL to do an investigation. That's something the series should, but really is surprising th- um, saying that it took this long, but Martavius Bryant, who is a good wide receiver, tall guy, has helped Oakland in a way. But I think now that he's suspended, definitely, it's going to be very hard for him to get back on the football field. And if it's a definite, I think that means he can't play again. So his career was messed up by off the field issues, and that happens to a lot of players. So not a good thing for Martavius Bryant to be doing these things. And I hope he learns from his mistakes. Kobe Bryant gave a speech to the Browns before the game. I meant today before the game, obviously on Sunday versus the Broncos. He talked to him at a hotel for an hour. He called him Mama Mentality. His nickname is obviously the Black Mama. Giving some inspiration to a young Browns team is a great thing, and I'm glad that he was willing to share his probably experience, his stories, and motivation and Give me those young guys who are young and experienced team, but have five wins or having a good season, some inspiration and keep going and hopefully go into Denver and win a game. I mean, I'm rooting for the Browns. What do you guys think? You guys should tell me on my social media what you think, which is in the bio if you want to check my social media out. I don't really post too much, but every once in a while I try to post a cool picture or something. But, yeah, guys, I mean, if you – want to see a team like the Browns who are sort of laughing stock in the NFL do well. I mean, I would love to see that. It's a great flip around year for them. Firing their their coaching staff has really seen them improve their team overall. I mean, they're playing a lot better and Bacon Mayfield has definitely played better than I thought he would his rookie season. So good direction for Cleveland and a good look at the future for Cleveland. And I think eventually they can be a playoff team down the road. So Good thing for Cleveland. They have a great road ahead for them. Good luck to them. Next guys is Jake Gruden for the Redskins. Says losing streak is not weighing on him. The Redskins have not actually had a good end of the season, but Alex Smith did go down after all, so you have to give him some um, leisure or like some excuse way for him because if you don't have your quarterback, you can't actually head coach to win that many games in my eyes, so Jay Gruden, I think he's a good coach, but if his talent ain't there, it's not really his problem. And he says he knows his, he's in a precarious spot because he's been there for five years. He's taken the playoffs once. 
and he says, but he's not added any kind of burden on his last three games. Obviously, the Redskins are out of it. They don't have Alex Smith, and he knows he probably might even lose all these three games coming up, but he's not going to come in with any other pressure to try to save his job. I hope the Redskins are forgivable for him. It is very tough for a team to have a coach on the brick of getting fired just because their quarterback, star quarterback's gone. I don't understand why a team would even consider that, but I guess the Redskins are pressuring him. He's on the hot seat, which I don't think is fair to Jerry Gruden, but that's just my opinion. What do you guys think of the topic? I mean, if if your quarterback's gone, that's like if you took Patrick Holmes out of Chiefs and you expect them to win a Super Bowl. It's like that's asking too much, so I don't think that's fair on Jay Gruden. Next is Carson Wentz will not need surgery on stress fracture in his back. So he will not need surgery, which is good. Good for Carson Wentz health, but he will be take three months to heal fully. So he will not be playing the rest of the season. Nick Foles will be the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. He did not do well at all his first two games for the Eagles this season. So look for uh, probably a Decent amount of losses for the Rams. I meant for the Eagles, sorry, not the Rams. Sorry, they are playing the Eagles, the Texans. So not not easy road for them. So they really – I think Eagles fans are starting to start the fact that they're not going to make it to the playoffs, which is no shame in that. If your quarterback's coming back from injury and he got re-injured and your team is not healthy, you should not be ashamed at all. But Carson Wentz will not be back which I think is also kind of a good thing because you need to rest him for next season, make sure he's 100% for next season. So nothing wrong with that, and I believe that he's still the future and he will get a big contract in the offseason. Next news is Doug Baldwin is hopeful to play versus the 49ers. He has been, season's been playing with injuries this year. He's hoping to get back out there. I would play him personally. I think the Seattle Seahawks really weren't about there. And he is a star receiver, and the 49ers – Defense not that good, so if you have him on your fantasy team, I would play him. I think he's questionable. But Doug, Bell, Doug Baldwin's been good for a while now, so if you're looking for a guy who's going to get you points, Doug Baldwin's a guy, and Russell Wilson likes throwing to him a lot. So always a good pick in fantasy, and I would always play him if he's healthy. And then Drew Brees gives 174 players and coaches custom-painted balls he reason he gave these balls to them is um, to say thank you for passing. I mean, thank you for being a part of passing the NFL yardage record. He did pass it this year, so I think he was saying thank you to all his mentors and stuff, and saying thank you for um, helping me on my path, which is awesome. Really nice of Drew Brees to do that. Drew Brees is one of the greats. Really, has done magic wonders in his time in the NFL. Didn't really work out in San Diego, and then he came. Soldier injury. He had soldier injury, shoulder injury, and then came to New Orleans and had a great has had a great career with Champagne, and he's definitely found his way even through the hard times for New Orleans. So right now he's having a marvelous season, and good luck to him and the rest of the season. I'm glad he played some tribute to the people who helped him on a way, the smaller people. And then last thing about the NFL. It's the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott got fined $26,739 for lowering his helmet on Corey Graham in the last game versus the Eagles. He is the first running back to be fined. He is appealing it, though. 
Uh, it was a run, and then he was towards the sideline. He was just trying to get some yardage, I believe, and he lowered his helmet. But I'm not. I guess. I guess he hit Corey Graham's helmet. Yeah, he did hit Corey Graham's helmet, which is a foul. And I, when I first threw the flag initially, I thought, "Well, they're going to be calling Corey Graham easily for this penalty." But they, when I, when they didn't, and they called on Zeke Elliott, I was surprised in the fact that they're charging twenty six thousand dollars for it. I know getting hit in the helmet's a big safety concern, but twenty six thousand dollars is quite a bit of money. So Ezekiel Elliott's trying to appeal it and saying that he didn't. We'll see how that goes. Ezekiel Elliott does have quite a history of trying to appeal stuff and getting fined in trouble with the NFL. So you never know. Definitely something to look out for for Ezekiel Elliott. Now, guys, we're going to be transitioning into the segment have or have not. So for the um, today in the have or have not, I have the Bears versus the Browns versus Broncos, who wins the game. I see the Browns win the game. Peyton Mayfield has been playing really well late. Miles Garrett's always a great um, dis- pass disruptor for the Cleveland Browns. And Nick Chubb has a solid running game for Cleveland. And Jarvis Landry is going to have a field day with Broncos struggling corners. And their secondary is not good. And Case Keenum is not the Case Keenum he was last year. And they have a decent running game, but the Broncos aren't what the Broncos should be. So look out for the Browns. I think the Browns get their sixth wood in this day of the playoff hunt, but very unlikely for Browns to make it. But still look out for the Browns as they beat the Broncos by ice. And the next game, I'm getting the highlight games, is Colts versus the Cowboys. Colts win here. They get to stay in the playoffs race, and the Cowboys lose. Um Kind of keeps the Eagles in it, even though they're not really in it. Obviously, they don't kill inch. Colts, I think, will win this game. Colts have Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hill, and I think those guys can get their act together. And I think if Indianapolis defense can stick step up to the Cowboys, and if they can contain Zeke Elliott, the Colts can win. I think Colts also adding Eric Ebron in the middle of the season has really helped um, Andrew Luck. It's kind of like a security blanket for him. And be able to pass to a guy who can catch the ball, extend for long plays, and get touchdowns is huge for in any offense. So, great pickup for the Colts, and I think the Colts could beat the Cowboys. And but I do think the Cowboys easily still have the NFC East without a doubt. I don't think any team in the NFC East is nearly as good as the Cowboys, but I think the Colts can win this game. I'm going to predict 27 to 23 Colts. My prediction and for the Browns game versus Broncos games. Mile High City, I'm going to say Browns score 20 and the Broncos score like 17. 2017 Browns, 27-23 Colts. And for the last game I'm going to talk about is the Steelers versus the Patriots. I think the Steelers will win it in Heinz Field 20-17. It's always a close game, always a good matchup wherever we're playing the Patriots. I think that the Steelers are averaging more points than the Patriots do, and I think it's about time that Big Ben has stepped up against the Patriots and this young Steelers team on defense figures it out eventually and they can stop this high-powered offense in New England and the Steelers get the win hopefully this week and that will definitely boost up the Steelers um, seed in the AFC picture playoff picture and I'll help also move away from Baltimore and eventually will clinch the division with three games left so good Good game to watch on 
325 on CBS if you have that channel. And if it's 425 for Eastern time, definitely must-see game. Steelers win. They can bump up over the Patriots and then have some other teams lose, like our Chiefs lose, but that doesn't really help us because they have a tiebreaker on the Chiefs, on the Steelers, so that doesn't help at all. But Steelers can move over the Patriots, and that's huge because New England doesn't lose at home. So if the Steelers would have home field advantage versus Tom Brady, that would always help. So would love to see the fact that if Steelers can get home field advantage, gives the Patriots even a more disadvantage in the playoffs like it should have had last year because Jesse James had that touchdown, as we all remember, but the league didn't call it right. So that helped doing it a lot last year. And then switching over to NBA, we have M- MVP Joel, uh, Joel Embiid have been MVP. I have him as the MVP this year so far. I mean, he's averaging 27 points, 47% from the field, and 14 rebounds. Really good. Really good player. As last game, he had 40 points. Tonight, he had 40 points. So, what a great player in the center to get that many touches and that many shots off. And having an impact on the game like Joel Embiid does is really incredible. And you can think, well, maybe Steph Curry can't and should and stuff. He might be averaging more points, but a big center averaging that many points is incredible. And I gave all the credit to Joel Embiid and his help carrying the Sixers team. So, I think that he could easily be MVP if he keeps it up. And I'll ask, have or have not, do you have Harper or White Sox? I definitely do. Harper has, once they go to a team, it's bringing off from the most money. White Sox don't even pay anybody. And the fact that Harper might want to be a White Sox wouldn't be surprising at all to me because that's where the money is. But if he's looking for a championship, I would say Philadelphia is his best fit. Philadelphia or New York Mets. I think if you went to Philadelphia, you would have the best outfield in baseball with Andrew McCutcheon, Reese Hoskins, and Bryce Harper. That would be a really incredible outfield. So if he wants to win championships, my bet would he would be going to Philadelphia. But if the money's on his mind, I'd say White Sox are definitely his future. So that is all for now. Have or have not. Now we're going to be transitioning into the NBA. A couple games tonight that were good in my eyes was the Boston Celtics for Atlanta Hawks. Boston Celtics won 129-108. That Boston Celtics are now 18 and 10, and the Atlanta Hawks hold a six and 22. Kyrie Irving had 24 points and five rebounds for the Boston Celtics as the Atlanta Hawks. Kevin Herter had 19 points and two rebounds. Boston Celtics have won six straight. Boston, what a great team! Finally finding their stride. I think the chemistry's finally be there. Earlier season definitely wasn't there, struggling. I think they hit their stride, and I think that now they're going to be a threat in the East again, just a little bit behind and give them some time. And I think come playoff time, they'll be a real threat for the East. Next game we want to talk about is the Pacers versus the Sixers. This is probably the, the best game of the night. The Pacers won 113-101. Pacers are now 19-10, and Sixers find, fall to 19-11. Thaddeus Young had 26 points and 10 rebounds. Thaddeus Young has been a young guy. Ironic that his name, last name is Young. Young guy, talented guy, and helped Victor Oladipo for sure. And Miles Turner on the floor. And Ted rebounds. And Joel Embiid, the stud, helping the guard the paint and get rebounds for the teams, for the Sixers. Good passer, good screener. All-around great center. And 40 points and 21 rebounds as a center. Not a lot of – I mean, like Kyrie Rooney didn't have 40 points or – 
I mean, any of these guys can have 40 points. 40 points, 21 rebounds. So basically, almost like every every time he was in the paint, he was getting a rebound. A lot of the times he was getting a rebound. 40 points. And this guy does he shoots like 23% from the three-point line. So he's shaking a lot of twos. That's incredible. That that's astonishing stat. Good job for Joel Embiid, and that's why I think he can be the MVP this coming season. But you never know. Usually the guards who win, not a center. But I think the league is transitioning towards the bigger guys now. And the last game of the night is going to be Trailblazers versus Toronto Raptors. Trailblazers won 128 to 122. Surprisingly, Trailblazers now are 16 and 13, and the Toronto Raptors are um, 23 and 8. Damian Lillard had 24 points and two rebounds, and it's Kawhi Leonard, the stud Kawhi Leonard. He could win MVP too, possibly, definitely in the race at 28 points, six rebounds. I think that the Raptors definitely won the trade. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is known for being injured, so that's probably why they got rid of the Spurs got rid of him. But the fact that the Spurs were able to get DeMar Rosen and he's not playing like he's playing well, but he's not only doing as well as Kawhi Leonard is. And they also got Danny Green for Toronto. It's made his team really good. And that's why they're 23 and 8 right now. So I'm surprised the Blazers um, won this game. Dylan Lillard's still a great player, though. So good game out of him. Always, always good. And he usually makes the All Star game. Fun guy to watch. And the last sport. Thing we talk about on the podcast today is the MLB. A couple trades happened real quick. Yonder Alonso got traded to the White Sox. Cleveland Indians will get infielder Alex Cole. Yonder Alonso was an athletic. He was an all-star for the athletics. And then last year he had an okay season. And I think that the White Sox are just adding a bunch of guys because they have the cap space to do so. And they're not trying to be a little bit more competitive than they were last year considering they had 100 losses last year and their um, minor leagues system was incredible so you're looking at a young bright future White Sox team and they're just adding guys so definitely look out for the White Sox in a couple years for sure and then the last thing that happened is the Padres signed Ian Kinsler to a two-year $8 million deal Ian Kinsler was a Detroit Tiger that was probably his predominant year I mean, he was really good in the Detroit and Miguel Cabrera. Detroit was a lot better then with Justin Verlander. And then he got um, didn't get signed, and then he went to the Angels. And he had a decent year last year, but the Angels aren't nearly close to the playoffs, even though they have, let's be honest, the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, and uh, Pujols. And now there's Shaitani, who's really good. Sorry, guys, getting out top a little bit. But Ian Clemson's a great hitter, great defender. And I saw a pickup by the Padres, and I think the Padres will continue to do well as I think they've did a lot better than they have in the past. So, guys, that's all I wanted to talk about. Thank you guys for tuning in to the G Show. I appreciate you guys. If you want to show me some on social media, I'd appreciate it. If you want to tell some friends and family about the G Show, I'd also really appreciate that. And thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the G Show.